The losses are starting to mount for Louisville's restaurant scene. We'll talk about a flurry of local closures on this week's Access Louisville podcast. In spite of it all, we're trying to stay on the bright side of things, too. We'll keep a sunny disposition. Stick around. joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Haley Cawthon. Hey there. And Jason Thomas. What it is. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So Jason's been working on a new feature called Silver Linings, and that's where we roll up a lot lot of the positive news of the week. Uh, With the coronavirus and everything, there's a lot of negative stuff, so we felt like it was a good idea to kind of get that positive news out there, too. Uh, Believe it or not, there's been lots of good news about generosity, compassion, and that sort of thing being shown. So my question for you guys is, what is something positive you've seen come out of the pandemic? Jason, I know you've told uh, a couple stories about it, so I'm going to go to you first. You know, there's a lot of ugliness out there, right, with what we've seen with with, with this pandemic, especially as of late with people protesting, uh, uh, getting back mm-hmm. to the economy, wanting that to open quickly, and people toting their AK-47s to these these rallies. So, you know, oh, on yeah. the flip side of that, <laughs> that's that's the ugly side, right? You know, on the flip yeah. side of that, we've seen we've seen a lot of humanity, you know, behind this pandemic. And it started really quickly, you know, people started to really start to, you know, care for each other, look out for each other. It's, you know, it's things like, you know, just the regular uh, Joes and Jonettes, you know, uh, making face masks or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, donating food or, or, you know, whatever it is, helping out with the neighborhood kids and drawing, you Mm -hmm. know, chalk art that people can see. So I think that's really been an uplifting thing for me to see is that, you know, people... And thanks to our governor for emphasizing this every day is that, you know, we are in this together. Yeah. Yeah. Haley, how about you? Yeah. So one of the things that I've uh, really noticed just in talking to restaurant owners um, so frequently, they said that Norton Foundation has actually been ordering meals from local restaurants to feed various Norton hospital and um nurses and all of those folks um and so i've talked to at least two owners that say those orders have been crucial to their business surviving during this closure i mean they're ordering like a thousand meals at a time which is a huge chunk of change for these restaurants that like aren't getting much money elsewhere so Mm-hmm. Uh, props to Norton Foundation for doing that um cuz i've heard mm-hmm. from several people it's been you know a lifesaver for them mhm Gotcha. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I'll kind of echo some of what uh, what both of you guys said. Um, really nice um, gesture I, I saw. My wife works in the on the front lines, and uh, a uh, a customer of hers uh, brought by some face masks for the entire staff of uh, the store that she works at. And uh, and I thought that I mean, obviously not enough for everyone, but like probably twenty five homemade face masks. 
which I thought was incredibly nice, you know, that someone would do that and just drop them off at a store. Um, and of course, um, she she washed them and everything first, uh, just to make sure, like, uh, you know, to be to be uh, clean and sanitary about it. But uh, uh, I think that's really been, uh, you know, nice for her to have that uh, supply of uh, of mask, you know, especially now that. Uh, uh, there's a lot of requirements to wear them, so that that was really nice. The people who are doing that, making masks and and giving them away, that's that's really nice because I tell you, I'm not at all crafty. I don't think I could make my own mask, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's nice to have those people out there doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess Jason, if you want to throw a quick plug for Silver Linings, is that uh, is that is that on a set schedule, or are you just kind of putting yeah, it out not, when you not- have enough? Yeah, it's just kind of whenever we get get enough content, we'll put it together. And <laughs> yeah, you, know, um, you, you can e- email me at jthomas at bizjournals.com if you see a, mm-hmm. a positive initiative out there. And I'm just compiling them as they come in and we're just yeah trying to get out some, some positive news. Yeah, I sent you one this morning, I think, about it. Awesome. I think it was a tech company that's uh, donating to or helping out with Dare to Care. So uh, that's cool. the kind of stuff we're looking for, um, you know, just... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, those kind of stories about companies helping out, people helping out, that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, so has anyway, this, has this pandemic? Uh, I was just wondering if it's affected you guys personally in a in a positive way. As just real quickly for me as a, as a parent, you know, it's really exposed. You know, my <laughs> my faults and my failings, and it's really yeah. kind of pulled back the curtains a little bit about my relationships. You know. We, we can't escape to the office for eight hours every day like we used to. And let's admit it, you know, it, not, I know I'm the only parent <laughs> yeah. right now on, the, on this panel, but <laughs> most of us <laughs> run out the door to, to get to the office sometimes. So, you know, you're forced to really kind of confront y- your yourself and, and, and your life mm-hmm. and your relationship. So, you know, that, and that's been a positive thing for me personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, um, I've, one thing I think it's done for me is um, – uh, I, I feel like I know my neighbors more now uh, because mm-hmm. they're the only people I interact with. So I go out on, um, I haven't gone out a lot, but I do go out for walks pretty much every day uh, as long as it's not pouring rain or something. And uh, everyone's just so much friendlier now, it seems like, uh, because yeah. I guess they're just kind of uh, wanting some kind of human interaction. So, you know, I can't really get closer, hang out or anything, but everybody mm-hmm. seems more friendly. A lot of people waving as I walk by and, uh, or, or, you know, just making a comment about my dog or, or whatever, you know, something, right. something nice. So I've noticed I think that that's, too. uh, that's, that's been kind of nice. Just feel like everybody's more, uh, chatty out, out in the neighborhood. Right. Haley, you got for anything me, to add to that? Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say it's been like the broader conversation about mental health and, um, employee mental health, which I think mm-hmm. is important. Um, I think we've talked about it a lot in like small groups and one-on-one with our coworkers just on like this feeling of isolation and um, trying to combat that feeling that you're alone in this because we, we constantly say we're in this together and yes, that's true. But like when you're alone, most of the time, <clears throat> um, my husband comes home from work every night, so I'm not alone 24 seven, but um, I think the broader conversation of just, you know, this is a stressful time and people recognizing that on like not only a personal level, but sharing that feeling with others makes it feel less uh, 
less painful, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that's in in the work in the workplace that's been open too because you know we've seen that from our leadership too to really emphasize uh, that mental health aspect of things. So yeah, exactly. If that's a conversation that becomes more in the open, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to move us on to more depressing topics because uh, you know that's <laughs> that's what I love. Um, speaking of mental health, we are journalists um, after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are journalists. Come on. Um, it seems like. Haley's been signing off a lot of stories about restaurant closures uh, in the last few weeks. Some of those have been COVID-19 related. Others, um, you know, that just COVID was kind of a contributing factor. Uh, so what have been some of the losses, Haley? It's uh, it's not been looking good for the restaurant scene, has it? Yeah, just this week we lost two breakfast places, um, Verbena Cafe and Norton Commons and uh, North End Cafe over in Clifton. <clears throat> And uh, people are really, really upset about losing their breakfast places. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been two of the latest hits that we've taken this week. But we've also lost uh, China Inn, a um, cardinal staple from what I've heard. And um, what was the other one? Oh, Senior Iguanas. We lost. I don't uh, think yeah, that was last week. But yeah. And well, Senior, Senior Iguanas, Iguanas has like multiple locations though, right? Yeah, they have multiple locations and they didn't close necessarily because of coronavirus. They closed because um, they wanted to pursue other concepts in Southern Indiana and their lease was mm-hmm. up at this property in St. Matthew. So they were just like, eh, we'll give it up. So yeah, yeah. Um, not, not a Corona related. Uh, it could ending, have been a contributing but, factor, I guess, yeah. you know, but. In the decision-making, um, yeah. Uh, I'm Jefferson sure it saves them a little money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Scarlet's Bakery also, right? That, that yeah, one was Scarlet's directly Bakery. related to oh, yeah. And I mean, uh, Scarlet's Bakery isn't like shutting down completely. They're, they're just shutting down their brick-and-mortar retail locations. Um, right. So I yeah. think you can still order online, still get delivery or... I don't know if they're doing pickup. I haven't checked on that, but um, it sounded like they just didn't have enough funding. They're a nonprofit um, to keep to keep the doors open at the brick and mortar place. Um, and I, I've heard, you know, this is across the board a problem for all nonprofits, but especially for those um, that are getting funds through like a restaurant source, <laughs> that'd be incredibly difficult right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and then. Uh... You mentioned Verbena and North End. Verbena was directly related to COVID nineteen, right? But North yep. End wasn't. There was a there was a lawsuit going on there. Yeah. So North End um, was a bit more complicated. Uh, coronavirus did play a role in that because um, due to the virus hitting, they closed completely and didn't do any kind of delivery or curbside service. So they had mm-hmm. no income coming in, and they've got a couple of outstanding debts right now um and that's on top of a pending lawsuit from the u.s department of labor on uh they're alleging that north end has some overtime pay that they owe to 18 different employees plus Mm -hmm. damages um for having to wait on that so they've got some stuff um that's you know compounding the coronavirus issue and (laughs) you know not being able to pay your bills is a huge um factor in this so um they filed for bankruptcy um on may 3rd i think the day was and they closed they announced the official closure closure 
uh, on Wednesday this week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, plenty going on there. It doesn't sound, sounds like there was, you know, with that lawsuit and the overtime pay, that sounded like a major expense from them, from what I read in your story. Yeah. Um, restaurants are opening back up next week, I believe, right? It's going to be on Friday. Yep. So, Friday the 22nd. Um, yeah, but it's still most uh most people anticipate that it's still going to be rough going for restaurants um correct because of the restrictions and also just fear yeah. I guess of people, you know, not they're not sure if they want to go back out yet, so. Yeah, so uh Bashir's office released six pages of guidelines that yeah. uh, restaurants <laughs> will need to follow when they reopen. And I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to dig through there. I I read through all of them yesterday and I, I just think there's so many parts of this that are going to make life difficult. And that's compounded with uh, the 33% capacity limit. Mm-hmm. And some places are, can seat maybe 20 people. So, like, what are you going to have three people come inside and <laughs> eat in your restaurant <laughs> yeah. by themselves? People aren't going to yeah, open up for that'll, that. That'll be weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean... It's kind of worth it for restaurants that maybe can seat a hundred people and they can get like thirty three people sure. spread yeah. out in their dining rooms. That would, you know, be a significant amount of money coming in. But for restaurants that aren't that big, that don't have that option, you know, it's not gonna be worth it for them to open up. So yeah, I've heard they might from a couple well. people Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Um, I just <laughs> I was gonna say they might as well stay, you know, with the takeout delivery model, but but go on. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've talked to a lot of people that maybe the 33% could work for them financially, but they don't feel safe opening up right now to begin with because they, they're worried about the liability aspect of people coming into their restaurant, touching things, moving around. They're worried about the liability for their employees and for consumers that go there and eat. Like with the whole contact tracing thing of the virus, like they don't want to be the next national news story about someone went and ate at this restaurant and infected 10 people. Like no Mm -hmm. one wants to be a part of that narrative. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I've talked to people that aren't opening. They're just like, no, we're not going to deal with it right now. Um, we're going to try to wait until things are a little bit more normal. Um, and I don't know what that type of normal looks like anymore, (laughs) but (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think things are going to be normal for a year. (laughs) Like, honestly, (laughs) I think until they get a vaccine or a a good treatment, this is like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like normal for a long time. So, yeah. Um, And I mean, some people are, you know, resigned to accept. You know, I mean, like, that's reality. That's reality. Stay hunkered in my basement. Yeah. And (laughs) for the most part, I would say some people are accepting the fact that you know, it could be 12 to 18 months before we have any resemblance of like what life was like before this. Um, And I've talked to restaurant owners that have kind of accepted that they're like, I know things aren't going to be normal. And either I curl up in a ball and wait for it to get over or, you Mm -hmm. know, I buck it up and do what Mm -hmm. I can now. So I mean, you know, there's both sides of the coin. I mean, you can, you can try to wait it out and hope that things are going to get a little bit better. or You can you know, navigate the challenges and <clears throat> try to stay open. Yeah. Do, do we, do know. we know how long that 33% requirement lasts? Is it indefinite? We or? don't. We don't have any new guidance on that because um, 
they're I think they're waiting to see like how things go at that thirty three percent. Um, in addition mm-hmm. to everything else reopening, yeah. During this time, they're kind of waiting and measuring and seeing if you know this generates <clears throat> generates more cases or uh, anything like that. So I think Bashir has said on rec on record like if things go south, we're we're taking everything away again. Like we can't. Mm-hmm. We can't keep things open if like things start to get worse. So it's it's gonna have yeah. to be slow and it's gonna mm, have to be yeah. watched before we like increase anything. Mm, yeah. Little different story in Indiana. I think Holcomb wants everything back to full capacity by fourth of July. Yep. <laughs> so uh, uh, I, he's Yeah. Everything. I think he's Jeez. I think he's talking like everything back at full capacity by fourth of July. Um, that, that's scary. I mean, think about it. Obviously, we're just right across the river. So how many back and forth? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and a lot of people. Brashear announced he's lifting the travel ban next Friday as well. So it's uh, it's just so much cross-pollination happening here, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and also, I mean, it puts Louisville business owners in a, uh, or restaurant owners specifically in a, a bad place, you know, because they're yeah. going to have to compete with Indiana, who's got a lot less uh restrictions and you know and, and gli and a lot of people are kind of complaining about the disjointed way in which these two states are reopening <laughs> right on, so. um so uh, i guess we'll get more from Bashir on uh on dates after after we get opened up and kind of see what happens um right now i think shay our editor shared a uh a map of the u.s that had um you know, kind of the status of states and how they're doing and, you know, in accordance with uh, the White House guidelines of opening up, which pretty much no one has followed. Um, and they pretty much like <laughs> there was like uh, supposed to be like a 14 day decline in cases. I don't think yeah. that advice lasted 14 hours. Like it was just yeah, like right. <laughs> over as soon as they put that out. But anyway, yeah. Kentucky is doing relatively well in regards to some of those White House benchmarks, but it's also very locked down. The states that have opened up like Alabama uh have seen, you know, spike in cases, that, you know, that if after they opened up. So, I would expect to see the same here too, but uh maybe it's uh, more containable considering the uh, testing availability has has gone up as well so i don't know i guess I we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah um all right personal question for you so my uh 10th wedding anniversary is coming up in early june me and my wife had planned to go to ireland to celebrate that we also both turned 40 this year so we like oh there's all these milestones we can celebrate <laughs> Um, but now of course we're definitely not going to Ireland. We might go to Brown County, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then we were talking about there's hills there. My, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like a, a good vacation destination. It's just close by. Um, anyway, we, we were talking about restaurants and she's a little more like, I don't know if we should. And I'm like, um, if Bashir says we can do it, we can do it. Um, and so we're kind of debating about, whether or not we're going to actually go out to dinner. Maybe we'll just get uh, carry in. But is there any particular restaurant that you guys are uh, looking forward to going to once things open back up? Um, I'm going to throw out Steak and Bourbon uh, over on uh, Westport Road. 
uh, we that's where we go uh, for the last couple of occasions. It's kind of a new place um, that opened maybe last year, and uh, we we like we like it. We you know both big fans of steak. Uh, so we were talking about maybe going there once things open back up, but I don't know if I can convince her. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. it, might, it might just be, uh, you know, carry out from whatever's close, but any particular restaurant you guys are looking forward to going to after, uh, things open up? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I'm very excited about the big yellow restaurant that's coming to Nulu. Um, <laughs> it's La. I can't. I can't pronounce it to save my life. I need someone to just say it for me. It's that new one by Olay Hospitality. Starts with La Bodega de Mima or something like that. Mm, I don't. Um, I'm butchering, yeah, I I'm butchering the name. It, <laughs> yes, but it's it's the new concept coming from Olay Hospitality, and they're the ones that own Steak and Bourbon, El Taco yeah. Luchador. Um, we don't mean to be other... Olay suck ups. We're just, uh, you know, we no. have good restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm just really excited for that n- new place because it's so prominent. It's really big. Plus, Barvetti is going um, into AC um, Hotel Nulu at I'm, some point. Yeah, I'm and excited so, about that. Forgot about that. I'm, I'm very excited for I'm... Nulu. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard good things about Barvetti, but I never visited him in Old Louisville. I don't know why. I guess just Old Louisville's just not. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't go through there as often, uh, but yeah. I do go through new Lou a lot. So, um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll definitely check out Barbetty once it gets open there. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. Uh, anything else, Jason, you want to add on this question? Yeah. Well, I'm a Germantown area resident and I'm a big fan of Monic. I go there often. Well, I used to go there often. So yeah, really excited. You know, it's just, it's just that watering hole, the neighborhood joint, you know, I just miss being able to walk there yeah. and having a burger and a beer. I, I got carry out the other day and they have a, a little table set in front of the door and I just kind of sat there and looked inside and <laughs> I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a regular there now. So they kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the bartenders came out and I'm like, I miss you guys. She's like, we miss you yeah. too. So it's, you know, it's just that community, you, you know, that, that billing up to the bar and meeting somebody, having a beer and a burger and this, that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, good segue there. I mentioned outdoor settings. Uh, so we just had a story that, um, that basically the city um, of Louisville, also the city of J-Town, uh, are putting in some new regs, probably other ones too. That's just the two that I saw, uh, putting in some new regs that make it easier for restaurants to establish outdoor dining. Um, does that kind of make you guys feel better? The whole, well, if we're eating outside, uh, <laughs> thing, does that make you more comfortable going to a restaurant if you're eating outside? It does me personally. I, I think so. Maybe um, I'm kind of on the fence. Just because, like, I think there will still be plenty of people outside, <laughs> like there would be in a restaurant, True. and I feel like they're going to separate people enough in both places to where, like, it probably evens out. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think outside feels better because you're, like, usually in the sunshine and there's a breeze mm-hmm. blowing and you feel like, you you just feel like you're not going to get infected sitting out in the sun. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Eli, you know? I think I agree. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on this one. I, I'm not a, I don't, there's so many variables too. You have like the weather and what, what kind of yeah. canopy. Is the wind or, carrying you know, the vibe? Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
I'm not a huge fan of like eating outside. I love like having a, a drink or whatever outside, but like having an actual meal, especially if it's like super hot or sunny. Oh and, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't do I, it when it's flies, like 90 man. degrees. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how much of an effect it's really going to have. Yeah. The weather's been great this year. I got to say. Um, True. So it's a good, it would, it's a good time to do that. Uh, it hadn't gotten hot yet. I was thinking, you know, go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying also what, what is the financial burden on some of these restaurants? You know, it's already a razor thin profit margin, I'm sure, especially since they've only been doing carry out. And if they have to, you know, um, make adjustments or changes to their facilities to increase their outdoor yeah, dining, true. that could be a financial burden there too. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's good for restaurants that already have uh, pretty uh, uh, big mm. outdoor dining areas, you know? Right. Right. Um, I'm thinking what O'Shea's or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Captain's Jeff, Quarters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Captain, Captain's Quarters. And a lot of those places uh, that have yeah. that already. Uh, what's the place over on River Road? Uh, River House Restaurant? Oh yeah, uh, that has pretty significant outdoor dining capabilities. So I can I can see it yeah. being good for those restaurants, but right. Uh, yeah. But you're right. If you have to spend a lot of money to, uh, you know, buy whatever you need, the enclosures or not enclosures, but some kind of uh, roping off uh, type of setup, mm-hmm. then that would um, that would definitely be a bad thing. So I guess it just depends on the business. Well, um, and it depends if your uh, in- indoor seating can be utilized outdoors because a lot of them are having to put away tables and chairs anyways to maintain social distancing inside. So if mm-hmm. those could just be converted to like sidewalk seats, then you're yeah, golden. You just take them outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see uh, next week when a lot of this starts to happen. <laughs> I'm sure Haley will be calling around and, and checking, uh, checking what people are hearing. I'm going to move us on to our next topic, um, sort of a topic. It's more just uh, diversions that we're interested in. Uh, we had a story this week that MLB is possibly coming back in July and playing a half baseball season, uh, which I think will be a nice distraction. I guess uh, there, there are some worries about some of the uh, uh, folks who are working around that industry that aren't uh, that that may be at risk. So I can I can definitely see the concern there. Uh, they would just be playing um, for TV. They wouldn't be uh, you know playing for any fans. There wouldn't be fans in the stands or anything. And we've got no word yet on minor league baseball coming back. Though we did have a story about the Louisville Bats. If you want to check that out, I'll link that in the uh, the notes for the show. Um, you know, kind of what they're seeing. Uh, the outlook getting too good there. Uh, but uh, I wanted to uh, just, uh, you know, ask you guys what are uh, some distractions you're finding to break up the quarantine blues. Uh, Haley, I know you've got a big one going on in your life. You're uh, you're getting ready to move, right? Yeah, uh, my husband and I are actually going to be Corridan's newest residents uh, pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> we, we made an offer on a house uh, back in March, I think, and it's taken us all this time to close because... Banks are backed up with refinancing requests and all that since rates have been so low. Um, So we are hopefully closing within the next week or so, and we'll be moving to Corridon from Jeffersonville. So another Southern Indiana move for me, um, Mm. which is exciting, but it's kind of stressful. People are like, why are you buying a house now? And we were like, we've been looking (laughs) at houses since January. We weren't going to let like coronavirus dictate that decision since both of us have 
you know, fairly stable jobs. <laughs> We're not yeah. really worried about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think I think uh, it's smart to buy a house now. Like, I mean, no you're going to be you'd be stuck in an apartment for another year. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, go for it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, we are tired it, of ranching. <laughs> interest rates are dirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Interest rates are very low. Housing prices haven't went down any. Um, in fact, like some of the other competitive neighborhoods I've heard have like maintained their prices and are, you know, still thinking that there's a ho- a housing shortage and people are buying houses. So yeah. prices aren't low, but mortgage rates are. And um, you might as well just get the house that you want now um, and not try and wait another year from now to see like yeah. if things are going to be any different. Because you're still going to want a house here from now. You see, yeah, you so. still got to prepare for the future. I mean, like, this is a weird time, but the future still going to yep. come. So you got yep. to think of that and prepare for that. So Yeah, so totally that's been a nice you. distraction. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet they totally would. Um, Jason, how about you? Any any good uh, tips for uh, distracting yourself in this yeah, odd sure. time? Well, my home office setup dictates that I'm in the basement most of the time because I don't know if you can hear in the background, <laughs> but my children are, are upstairs. I got, I've got a toddler and a nine-month-old. So well, yeah. there are some windows down here, but it's a little cave-like. So anytime I can <laughs> um, <laughs> get outside and, and stretch the legs, you know, I have a mountain bike, so I love hopping on that and, you know, just cruising through like the highlands or try to go down to the river and just seeing the neighborhoods and just kind of let your mind wander a little bit. Mm-hmm. thankfully the weather's been nice lately so yeah i, I mm-hmm. highly encourage uh folks getting that sunshine and getting that exercise it really helps yeah yeah that definitely helps and i got out my uh, bike as well uh here a couple weeks ago and the weather's just been great for it actually this last week it's been super rainy but um uh, or super cold <laughs> but uh but you know in the afternoons it's good <laughs> yeah I, I use i like to work out in the morning but um, it's been hard to do that with it being like 40 degrees outside. <laughs> so hopefully that's, <laughs> you know, wrapping up, I can get back to, uh, going on bike rides in the morning, but, um, but yeah, that's a good one. Um, sometime looking forward to today, it dawned on me yesterday. I haven't driven my car in like two weeks, which I think is a bad thing. <laughs> I think you're supposed to drive your car every once in a while. Or it'll, the battery will die. Yeah, right. <laughs> so well, I also forward. heard that it, it, rats were hiding in people's engines if you don't drive it a lot. Oh my god! <laughs> no, <they're laughs> um, I'm looking forward to just taking my car for a spin because I realized that it probably needs to go. <laughs> like it's just been parked <laughs> in the garage for two weeks. So, um, so I'm gonna go. I don't know. Maybe I'll drive down to Burnham Forest and back or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's know, a that's just, a great one. Yeah. Yeah, just drive for a half hour or something, just to um, just to you know shake the dust off the car. Um, so anyway, that's that, that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, we piled the family in the car several times just to get out there and do the same exact thing. So it's a good distraction. Yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't done it as much, but I I should should definitely because I don't want my car battery to die. I just bought it. Uh, just bought the uh, the battery, <laughs> so I don't want it to lose its charge. Um, but anyway, I had I'm one gonna... more that I just wanted to uh, oh sure yeah add really quick. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching The Last Dance, but it has been my husband's only solace during this yeah. critical time. Marty uh, mentioned so it. I haven't. We've watched been watching it, it a lot. It's it's just the Michael Jordan documentary, and there's a lot of like interesting insights into his world during that time and other yeah. nba players like 
my husband was a huge fan of Scotty Pippen. And so yeah. it's been really fun, like, learning about all the things that, like, I probably watched as a kid, but, like, I wasn't conscious enough to know what was going on with anything, um, which I'm I'm much younger than uh, <laughs> most, <laughs> most people. Us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most people in my workplace. Ouch. <laughs> much younger um, than most people. <laughs> yes, but I was born in 93, so uh, I was... I was just a very young child <laughs> when all of this yeah. was happening. So it's yeah, been bet, fun to yeah. learn about it. Uh, it's kind of yeah, so it's like a teenager doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, what is it on? Is it on? It's on ESPN, ESPN. Right? ESPN. Yep. So, like, I don't have cable. Do I have to, like, pull up the ESPN app, I guess, and maybe I can watch it there? I'm actually not sure how to watch it. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll figure it out. <laughs> Is I think that how you can you get an ESPN. Or? Well, we have cable because our apartment oh. complex currently makes us have cable, but that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> but I think you can get ESPN uh, when you get like Disney Plus and that type of thing. You could get like a oh, okay. Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN I have, thing. I have Disney Plus, so maybe I can get ESPN. Yeah, maybe maybe you can get ESPN, but I know like if you don't have it on cable, then I think you have to pay for it. I'm not sure how that works, but <laughs> yeah, and I heard it was coming to Netflix someday because Netflix was involved in the production. So maybe I'll wait till it comes to Netflix and watch it there. Yeah, there you what, go. Will we, what will we do without Netflix during this pandemic? Oh man, thank God for that. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> can you imagine uh, if like tv shut down during all this too and like having sports shut down was bad enough but like, right. if, like or like just internet was no in general yeah internet. just like yeah. the internet <laughs> yeah. so thanks and on, there's also man, yeah. great podcasts to listen to as well i like um not not uh you know i like to listen to a lot of different podcasts which are just you know good for for you know when you're bored and you want to hear some people talk it's a good thing to put on <laughs> just to have in the background or whatever um yeah. anyway i'm gonna wrap this up there because we got a meeting coming up yet again another meeting um <laughs> but uh that's that's uh before we sign off i'll let everybody share where they can find where you can find us on social media Haley, i'll start with you yeah you can find me on twitter at Haley. Um, I also tell people that they can find me on LinkedIn, and they can, but I am, like, super non-active on LinkedIn, and so please, like, tweet at me or email me instead. Uh, my email's on our website if you, like, have a story idea, because um, LinkedIn is few and far between for me. I maybe get on there once or twice a week, and that's just, like, not enough. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. Reach yeah, out to me in other ways. get on there more. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's where we drive along. No, no. Jason's our, our uh, resident <laughs> LinkedIn expert. Um, so, Jason, where can people find you on? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas. All right. And then also on LinkedIn, too. You're usually the... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, very active. You, you do a lot of the business first posting. I get on there and do a mm -hmm. post or two every now and again, but you do also. So. Um, yep. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter at BFLewDavid and on Instagram at DMAN3001. I guess I should like do the the thing where I have both names on Twitter and Instagram be the same instead of having two different things, but um, maybe someday. <laughs> um, let's see here. Gotta if keep you that like cohesiveness. You, yeah, exactly. 
Um, <laughs> if you like what you hear, uh, please consider subscribing or following the Access Louisville podcast on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Man, I say the word podcast a lot in that sentence. I gotta work on that. <laughs> we also uh, welcome reviews if you have those. Uh, we'd love to read those. Uh, thank you very much, Jason and Haley, and thank you guys for listening at home. And until next time, bye.